0: Welcome back to the My Love of Golf podcast for another episode, I think. This is actually episode episode terms 199. So, one episode off the double tonne. Uh it's just Mike and I tonight. Mike's waiting to be uh, introduced and brought in. Mike's going to steer the show tonight. I'm, I'm I'm back. Yes, I am back from Scotland. Uh, uh, You've probably heard me too many times saying I'm going. Well, I've gone. I've been. And I'm back. Uh, it doesn't feel real. I still probably wish I was there. But uh, anyway, let's catch up with Mike and I. No rocket tonight. Rocket's got the week off. And uh, we'll see what was in the week of golf and what is in the week coming. And whatever else takes our fancy, thanks for joining us. Let's bring in Magic Mike. <laughs> Mike, how are you? Uh, it's good to see you face-to-face uh, again. Uh, last time we spoke, I was sitting in a car in the main street of uh, St Andrews, counting the number of golfers off to their their round and had a little bit of a final walk around town. And here I am back in, back to reality, as uh, maybe Eminem said, uh, back to reality with a thud uh, here in Melbourne. Uh, good to be home. Uh, as I said there before, probably still wish I was traipsing the, uh, the links of the fescue links of scotland but uh we're back back at work and back into episode 199 how are you i'm good thanks mate yeah i, I
1: can imagine it would be um yeah it'd be tough not to spend most days just daydreaming about
0: the last probably month i spent a fair bit of my life daydreaming about lots of things but yeah, you're exactly <laughs> right uh the last month uh it's cheapest um uh, you know it's gonna have to happen just have to go back um one thing i've got yeah. to say again thanks for keeping the ship uh going uh, and making the music happen, the intro music. Uh, I know you and Rocket did a great job of trying oh, to. Be, Rocket, that's all Rocket. Being the technical geniuses, it doesn't mean that you're going to escape uh, this. Make, 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 make. <laughs> uh, a lot of requests uh, for that song. Uh, the people that was missed. Uh, sorry, I made myself laugh. At least that's all that matters. What's What's going on with you? You, you played any golf uh, the last week or so? Oh, I've played a lot of golf, actually.
1: I've, I've made an effort the last, um, probably the last month to try and get a, a card in each week, which has been good and bad. Melbourne, mm. as you can imagine, has been cold and wet. So there's been a lot of wet golf courses in Melbourne. Um, some have been good, some have been bad, some have been really bad. Um, but that's been good. Uh, just before you finished, or just before you left, I think I'd gone down to the Peninsula and played a little bit, went down to play the Dunes and... St. Andrews Beach took a couple of days off work, which was good. Took three days off work and just played a bit of golf and had a bit of fun down there, which was good. And that's been about it for me. Just just getting just getting warmed up, you know. My season for golf really starts the week after the AFL Grand Final, which is, you know, what, six weeks away. So six weeks to get the game in order.
0: Uh, not wanting to tell secrets off screen, uh, if you do watch the YouTube channel, you can see on screen, uh, we'll try and put this out as a YouTube episode. So if you prefer to watch uh, t- two smiling Dials, you can see it. Um, speaking of AFL, you don't want to give us a look at the, yeah, uh, you know, what you're wearing. Oh,
1: my yeah, my pajama. I'm wearing our uh, Western Bulldogs pajama pants. <laughs> That's because that, it is late. It's 9:30. It's past my bedtime. I'm an early bird.
0: I'm uh, a PJ tour watcher. Not a not a DP World tour watcher. <laughs> well, my cheapest oh, let's not start talking about circadian rhythms. I think I told you earlier on I had to stop for a five-minute power nap driving between the city and Mount Eliza uh, last night. I had to set an alarm to make sure that I didn't sleep for about six hours straight in the side of the road at Caram Downs. Uh, Yeah, uh, five-minute power nap. Um, uh, This might be the only podcast in the history of the world that's been recorded in a pair of Western Bulldogs um, pajama pants.
1: That's true. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Western Bulldogs pajama pants and a New York Yankees hat and a My Love of Golf hoodie. Uh, update. I'm
0: already update me. You know, you said your golf starts uh, the week of the AFL season finishing. Is your season going to actually make it to the uh, to September? Uh my golf season or my AFL
1: team. <laughs> AFL season. But it all comes down to this week. Either you or I will be happy, one or the other, but not both. So effectively, for the for the people that are overseas, it won't make a lot of um, sense to you, but. It, Either Ross's team or my team, is only one spot left in the finals and only one of us can make it. They're in at the moment, the Carlton Blues, and the Western Bulldogs are knocking on the door to get in. And I think if you guys lose and we win this weekend, there's a good chance we'll go in and you'll go out. So, I don't know. I've got no idea which one will go in which one won't. Who have uh, the doggies got? Hawthorne in Tasmania. Hmm. There, was nearly, there was nearly a boogle trip on this weekend because – Two of the boys are heading down and watch the game, two Bulldog supporters, and they they said, do you want to come down? And I, I thought, oh, maybe I'll just shoot down and play Barney on Friday and Saturday and then go to the golf, but uh, I go to the footy. But
0: I decided against it at the last minute. It was going to be a solo trip, so, yeah. Uh, that is a Hawks home game down there in Tassie, being sponsored by Tassie. So they played a lot of footy down there. I'm not sure about the doggies. Mm.
1: Now we, we play there once a year, normally against Hawthorne, and I don't think our record's too good. Okay. Where They beat us there last year pretty much in the same round. And uh, the Blues have got, uh, who have they got? Collingwood. Collingwood on, yeah. I think, Sunday. Yeah, very big game. Big, big massive. Big game against big. a very, uh, very club is going very well.
0: Uh, well, good luck to all of the Carlton uh, golf crew. You um, haven't seen them for a week, for a couple of weeks, obviously. Uh, last had to get together with the Carlton golf yeah. crew at Kingston Heath. Who do we have? Doc. Um, sort of Sauce we Had Sauce out there at Kingston Heath. Yep. Who else do we have? Uh, Fisher. Um, yeah. Nunes. Uh, didn't we have Matt Kennedy? Can't remember Matt Kennedy's name. You've
1: out. had a few Doggies um, players through the shop too, haven't you?
0: Yeah. Libba yeah. was in or something yeah, was Libber, in? Libba was in and... Um, forty comes through, yeah, uh, big, um, big Dane, and there's, oh, there's a few, few of them, but uh, no, they're all top lads. All, all the boys that play footy and play golf, they're all top fellas. And there's, I tell you what, one thing's for sure, uh there's more and more of uh, the AFL cohort playing golf these days. It's good, oh, good to see. Uh, right, so let's crack on with what happened last week. We had the FedEx and Jude. That was a big one. A lot of talk around the FedEx and Jude, obviously the live discussions with Cameron Smith continue. Um, yep. you, know, you had what I think was a bit of a storm in a teacup, that situation that the media liked to get hold of and probably I think blew out of proportion with um, uh, Scheffler walking across the line. You know, I think that was just optics and they turned it into something that wasn't there. Well, they, that- that, that, it's good, funny that you say that because that was a podcast question this week. Oh, really? From, okay. Uh, so, oh, so, we've so we've got yeah, some questions. we've got Yeah, questions. Good. That's uh, yeah. questions from the Discord. So we've got a Discord channel. Uh, we talk about it all the time, but just as a reminder, uh, if you want to join in the chat room style conversation that extends what we talk about here, it basically extends what anyone wants to talk about, you can join the Discord channel. Uh, there's a, you can know, just go to Discord if you know what that's all about. It's an app. And it's like a chat room and you can talk to Mike, you can talk to me, you can talk to Rocket, you can talk to anyone that's in there and ask anything. And there's a whole heap of different uh, servers, I think they're called, and you can just talk about women's tour, PGA tour, live tour, European tour, DP World tour. Gardening. Well, gardening, uh, pictures, what's in the bag. Um, I was going to ask you before, what's in your bag? Um, how's that Epic driver going?
1: Good. Good? Very good. Yeah. Um,
0: no, it's all starting to pay off.
1: all the work is is coming together. I, I, I was talking to someone the other day the handicap's slowly coming down um which is good. that's the plan but the, all up I think the best thing is the the games yeah it, it, it I can see the results of not only the um not only the swing changes we made with Baden and not only the epic low spin driver. But also um, the strengthening stuff with Kizer, and just being a bit smarter about the way I um, even eat and drink on the course, and just making sure that I'm staying alert, and things like that. It's all it's all starting to to come together. It's good. good. Yeah, but I the do. drivers.
0: Yeah, you well, won't be
1: you won't be getting that off me for any time soon.
0: Well, I um I'm not sure, I can't remember what I blithered on about when I, I talked to you guys two times from Scotland there, but I did pull a, you know, like the Golf Shop Guys flex move. Um, maybe it was a silly move in hindsight, but it worked out to be an absolute genius move. Pulled the plastic off the Rogue ST Max LS. So also a Callaway. Yes. Callaway. And yep. it's the first time in a long time that I've used a Callaway driver and Jeepers Weepers, I can see why it is the number one driver on the... Uh, the women's tour definitely it was the biggest number one driver in play at the at mule Field. i'm not sure about the men's tour um but it's a it's a absolute rocket ship so i can't wait to see you and play uh alongside you because i think maybe last time i was playing with the driver and you hit it past me and i did i did a one eye past you i wasn't quite familiar with that feeling <laughs> no i wasn't wasn't jamming with that vibe that day so i'd be interested to see um yeah, I, I am a year older since then. Um, but uh, it'd be interesting to see how uh, it stacks up. Callaway. no, Callaway. definitely. No, definitely. I'll, I'll be interested to see it because I think, um,
1: your, your offside, I'll say your offside, I don't know, your equivalent from uh, the, the probably the leading golf podcast in the world, No Laying Up. He was talking about today, oh, Solly, he's playing the same, the low spin driver, and he was wrapping it up as well. I mean, they're sponsored by Callaway, but um, yeah, that. That that doesn't surprise me that the, that the um, that one that that low spin driver is um performing quite well and and you know lots
0: of people using it. Uh well, while you're talking about them, I, I as you know, I only listen to that podcast sporadically. Of course, mm. they are sponsored by Callaway. I am not, um, but I. I'm not either, but I am. No, you know, <laughs> we all want to be. <laughs> oh, rocket! Wants to yeah. Anyway, the tailor made king wants to be the tailor made. I, I I just happy representing whoever, um, in terms of drum and golf that is. Um, that's my job. But uh one thing that I did take from them and I probably mentioned this before, tell me if I'm waffling. Uh they've talked about that um The U wood. The U Wood. And yeah. I've still got it in the bag and you can't buy one in Australia. They're they're sold out, you can't get one, but I managed to get my hands on one. It could be the best club I've ever hit. Yeah. In terms of full shot club, like yeah, uh, it could be the best club and it's not a hybrid it's not a fairway wood it's a you wood, ultimate wood it's a hybrid fairway wood long iron hybrid but it's unbelievable it really is unbelievable um anyway that's enough about the club talk uh you've Mm. got a picture of will zalateras behind you Um, i do obviously willie z picked up his first win in Fifty-two events or something like that. Yeah, someone that uh, Rocket would tell us that uh, he's been on board with for a long time since Willie Z was deep down in the Corn Ferry Tour. Yep, and he finally got his win on. Okay, not a major. He contended in a major this year. Gallantly missed out in the playoff. Didn't do so. They both tried to lose the playoff and of uh, sort of ultimately one one did sort of kind of, but um he got his W. Um,
1: he did. He did. It was a, um, yeah, look, the tournament probably wasn't too much to get excited about early. Um, Willie Z was in the tips, so he's he started out a little bit ordinary. He only had, I think, I'm looking at it now, 71. Um, really, really good second round. Shot him up the leaderboard and then sort of just kept chugging on and probably going into the final round was, was the favourite. I think he was one or two off the lead, but I think um, the guys that were ahead of him, I think that he was probably pegged to be the one that would go and pinch the wind. Um, and yeah, like you said, it was it was pretty tight. That that last hole um, is is one that was a bit um, interesting for watching the guys play because watching Willie Z up until the in regulation 72, most of the drives he was hitting was blowing right. So everything he was hitting was going right. Now this hole was a dogleg left, so you're thinking, oh, right's not horrendous, but it had bunkers all the way down that right-hand side, so he couldn't go in there and the rough was no good then down the left, he had water and trees, so he couldn't cut the corner too far. So, um, yeah, in regulation, he hit it into the bunker, um, scrambled around and kind of got into the clubhouse at a number. I thought there was a good chance Sep Strucker might pinch him in, in, in regulation, but he didn't, so they went to the playoff. First playoff hole was back up 18. Uh, Willie hit the exact same tee ball that he hit in regulation on the 72nd hole, but he took a bit off it and came up just short of the bunker, so that was good. Uh, Set took out three wood and hit a little, little, little hooded—not hook, but it was a little tight draw, we'll call it—and probably only cleared the water on the left-hand side by you know a meter or two. But was in absolutely a, a really good spot in the fairway on, on the flat spot. But he probably had a worse angle into the flag because, as you would, as everyone knows, if the pins on the left-hand side, you want to be kind of on the right-hand side and open it up a bit more. So Willie was probably a little bit ahead of him there. Uh, Willie probably hit it out to 30 feet. Um, Sep hit it to maybe 15 feet, it guesses. Um, par's a piece. Um, that's probably the trickiest part about that 18th hole was it's not made for birdies. So when you have a playoff hole, you you really want to have a birdie because you want someone to win it. Hmm. And that was more of a hole where someone's going to lose it. Which brings us to the second playoff hole. The second playoff hole, and people probably saw this, so if you have, fast forward, but um, Willie's a had a bit of adrenaline flowing. So he hit the exact same tee ball he hit in reg and in the first playoff hole, but he hammered it, probably travelled 5, 10 metres further than what he hit it the first time around, hit the cart path and then shot up into the trees. Should have been out of bounds. Dropped down on the fence line, had a swing though. Um, struck has hit it, the same little pull draw. Now he's only just cleared the water by inches. Uh, and and he's got to decide whether he's going to play with one shoe off and one in the water, or if he's going to chip out. And he's figuring it all out. Willie's chipped out to the fairway, and Sepp's done the some something. Did you did you see this yeah, at all? Yeah, yeah. Sepp did something that I did not think anyone would ever do. And he even though his ball was dry, and he took a drop, like he took relief because he didn't really have a swing. Now he could have chipped it sideways and still been advancing it down the fairway, and probably probably um well, maybe giving himself a better shot him. It didn't matter. So he took his drop. Now they're both hitting three. Sepp hits it to six feet. Um, Willie hit it to about 12 feet and I, at that point, pretty much threw the toys out of the cot and went, well, my picks this week are no good and Willie's not going to win because I don't think Willie's going to make that putt. But Willie made the putt, did the big fist pump, went on. Sepp makes his putt. They both make their their great pass. And then they go to yet another hole where it's not really a birdie hole or a, a result hole. It's a it's a par three with water and over the week, both of them had pretty much shot par every day. I think maybe Zalatoris had made birdie once. Um, And Zalatoris again, first is he off and anyone looking can see the uh, picture that's behind me. He, um, he hit into the green and again, absolutely uncanny. There's rock rocks around the side of the green and the balls rattled around somehow knocked on into the water and jammed down in the rock face between the rock and the, um, and the grass. So, He's dead, like dead, dead. Did, what, what, when you saw that, what what were you thinking? Did you think there was any way he was going to hit that ball?
0: I think he was playing, um, you know, mind games with Straka. You know, sort of shaping up that he's going to hit it. Maybe, yeah. You know, yeah. You know, ultimately, Straka hit it in the water as well, and then he did. had to go back to the drop zone. He did. You know, I'm I'm not sure if he was sort of trying to show Straka that he might have a shot and then he was going to just easily dink it up close and yeah cuz obviously it's match play situation so the furthest exactly. has to play play first so yeah you know, there was a bit of gamesmanship going on which I thought was was interesting and poor old Sepp Straker had to play several shots before will had to yeah. make a make a decision on what he was ultimately going to do with that ball yeah yeah all of the camera angles would have suggested when you look at it like there is no way that you can There's get There's no way the 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 blade of uh if you couldn't even knuckle it up there so no, um,
1: and, and I'm surprised more like I exactly what you just said is what I 100% agree with. I think he knew he wasn't hitting that. Hmm. Strucker's in the water as well. He goes, I don't know what I'm doing here. Since Strucker goes back to the drop zone because he's got no choice, hits one into the bunker. Now, if Willie Z takes the relief here and goes back to the drop zone, he's hitting next. Hmm. Instead, he still stuffs around and deciding what he wants to do. And because he's closer to the hole at that point than Strucker. strucker has to hit. So Striker has to hit out of the pot. But every bit of commentary on this is like, oh, he was thinking about there's no way he was thinking of hitting that. There's yeah. absolutely no like no way. There was a video floating around today. Someone went out there and tried to hit it and exactly what you think happens happens. He gets the wedge on the ball, the ball hits the grass and the grass the ball bounces straight back behind him into the into the water. Like there's no way it was coming out. So yes, Willie Eventually, after Striker chipped onto the green from the bunker, went back um, to the drop zone, took his drop, and then made a good putt, made a good putt for the win, which is good. And um, I think it was good for him. I think it was good for golf. Um, it was better than nothing against strucker but it was much better to see Will Zalatoris in the current climate win this event, and good for him. Like, I think he can go on and win more. The, the um, you know, the gorilla's off his shoulders.
0: Yeah, and there was a lot of commentary around you know, the uh, FedEx playoffs and uh, live and all of that, you know, it's obviously a daily conversation with any level mm. of uh, anyone interested in professional golf uh, at the moment. Um, but, you know, pointing, people pointing out, including Rocket, pointing out that, you know, the quality of the field in the playoffs um, and the guys leading, you know, probably weren't representative of the best golfers in the world. Um, they probably came I mean... They, they, good, came, they all came they home, did. you know. They, they did, yeah.
1: But, but yeah. early doors,
0: no. Yeah, um, <laughs> but
1: I mean that's golf. Golf's 100%. golf's that that's any given day. That's that's kind of the the best thing, and that's probably something that um that, that's great about the game is any given day anyone can have a good day. But why four rounds and a tournament is is going to get the cream to rise is because you need to do it for four days because these guys out here don't don't mess around. I mean, you look at the I'll say the top twenty. Got Zalad Adam Scott, Ram, Morikawa, Finau, Fitzpatrick, Sung Im, Justin Thomas, um I put J- Ju Young Kim probably needs to go in there just about at the moment, the way he's playing. Neiman, Cam Smith, Victor Hovland, all finish top twenty. And they're all big names. Yeah.
0: That's uh um, the cream of the crop. Uh just before we go, you know, there's a couple of things. Tom Kim, I want to come back to mm. that. Uh I thought Sepp Stryker was, you know. It's the the roll of the dice, you know. They both went for that shot on that par three. Yep. I thought his landed much – they're both bad shots. Yeah. But I thought his ball landed in a better position relative to the outcome that Willie Z's did. You know, like, if anyone's deserved to go in the water, it was Willie Z's ball, not striker's ball. Like, Willie Z's ball hit just an inch inside and then popped up and bounced around six times on – you know, you can see it there in the picture, like on on these, you know, rock – tiles and it just bounced around like a powerball ball um but anyway yeah. that's the role Madness. of uh, the other thing that um you know kept getting mentioned by the commentators and he seems to have for anyone that struggles with their putting you know i've certainly been there and i've, I've felt the little i don't even want to use the word but i felt a little tremor coming on and you know if you can identify that and get to it early enough you can usually train yourself uh out of it it's i've very much believe that putting yips are a, a mental thing, and if you can feel it, you know. Just my only advice would be to change something and and go away from what was doing you were doing before. You know Willie Z. We've seen him with all sort of sorts of shapes of putting strokes, but people kept talking about how bad he was, but now how good he is. He's mm. cha- he's changed something, and he was bombing them in from everywhere. But it would appear. Yeah.
1: Look, I think it's um the numbers, strokes gain numbers don't. Don't say he's a bad partner, They say he's a great putter. Mm. Um, but when it comes to the stuff that people sort of see on the videos of his little figure eight putts, from um, his real quite jarring putts, they're the ones that make him look horrendous. And because he's missed a couple where you know he might only be two feet and he doesn't hit the hole, people say he's really, really bad. But I mean, Adam Scott probably something similar. I mean, Adam Scott's the sort of guy that inside of two feet, I get nervous every time. I'm not convinced. I've seen him miss the hole. I've seen. Lots of lots of good players, Mr. Hole, but he's probably got the uh rough end of the stick, Willie Z, with the, the tarring of the brush. of He's a he's a poor putter because the numbers don't stack up to say that he is. I know people have said, I oh, know, you know, the, he's got better, and, and look, he probably has improved, but I think it's more just in the world we live in and the video that's available to us and what we think looks like a good stroke. Um, yeah, it looks terrible, but right now it doesn't look the same as it used to, so he has changed something, but either way, it was never really doing any damage to his numbers. Like it wasn't wasn't where he was losing um losing his uh his
0: well, not winning tournaments. If if he was that bad, he wouldn't even be getting in those positions to start with. Well it was good to see him win. You know, he, he mm. is one of the young uh golfers that we've talked about for a while and um he's a quality quality and, player. And uh, a new caddy this week. Well I was just gonna say interesting I wonder if you had any uh, stats on Players that have changed caddies and then gone on to win the following week. I reckon there'd mm. be a few situations like that. And uh, yeah, you know, he he's offloaded my doppelganger. Um, I didn't I didn't anoint. Uh, what was what was his previous caddy's name? Oh, name I, I can't remember. I, I didn't anoint myself. Uh, Willie Zee's old caddy's doppelganger. Many people did. They sent me after the master. Uh, the PGA yep. um, sent me a heap of messages going, "Is it you?" Said, no, it's not. And I actually saw his caddy up close and personal. We walked up the stairs in the in the players' lounge, um, past each other, and it was one of those moments. You know, on the course when I saw Max Homer. Uh, I stopped Max and said, Max, can I get a photo? You know, we were on the yep. course together. We were standing like a foot away from each other. It was normal. But in the players' uh, room, I wasn't going to stop <laughs> Willie's Cat and say, hey, by the way, uh, I've got this little podcast and all these guys reckon I look like you. I don't reckon it, by the way. Can I get a photo? It wasn't going to happen.
1: If you had, a, if somehow you had have been handed a bib and a, and a, <laughs> a yellow tideless bucket cap. You could have stood next to each other, and that
0: would you would have been exactly the same. Oh, nothing like it. Uh, anyway, I wonder how many people um, have changed caddies and then gone on to record a win. If anyone has a stat on that, please let us know. Uh, yeah, but good yeah, question? But um, yeah, changed caddy. Yeah. Any intel on what happens? Just a parting of the ways? Or no?
1: Nah, look, there was a few articles around this week. He um, it was obviously a last minute thing, and you'll never know. I mean, obviously. It can't have been just an argument. They were supposedly mates off the course and they were getting along. They still get along, but things that might have not been quite working on course were starting to bleed into their relationship off the course of being mates and they just decided now we just need to put a pin in this. So, um, yeah, don't know. It's a bit of a weird one because you would sort of, you know, not that you necessarily feel bad for the caddy, but you do, I mean, effectively. No matter what the agreement is, unless they had some sort of agreement that says I'm still going to fix you up on parts of my last you know, three events because they're very very valuable events these last
0: three and it's, yeah it's a good point uh we hadn't talked about that previously and but i had thought about it you know i wonder if if that sort of stuff happens you know like you know i'll pay you something for, until yeah. the end of the season and then you know then we're on our separate ways it wouldn't it wouldn't i mean yeah it wouldn't shock me um
1: you would have to i mean as much as we all know roughly how a caddy gets paid, you know, there'd be some sort of basic sort of wage and then there'd be stuff on top. We'd have to think there'd be some sort of contract, an agreement, you know. So yeah. you would have to say, like, you, if you went to work for anybody and you were getting paid, you would want something in writing that says, well, this is how this works and this is our structures and this is how I'm going to pay you. And you would think that that would be, maybe renewed annually. So you would say, well, I'm getting paid to the end of the year. You can go elsewhere, but I still want 10% of whatever you get or 5%
0: of any wins or however it works. Mm. I don't know. Uh, We might have to ask a question to the uh, Caddy Whisperer. Yeah. Golf in Scotland. He's in America at the moment. Um, You know, Josh has has connected every caddy uh, through North Berwick in the history of the PGA Tour, it would seem, um, including... You know, who do we have at our table? I think I told you, Michael Grella. You know, I just came in, started talking, you know, Michael Grella started talking to the Caddy Whisperer. You yeah. Know, Bones was sitting out there and, you know, that was just a, a handful of procession of caddies that Josh had fixed onto North Berwick. Um, no, we, might have, we might have to ask the Caddy Whisperer. He should be um, hitting
1: up, he should be over there hitting up all of those guys now for the return favours on any courses that he wants to play.
0: Exactly. And you know, I think he's family holiday. Um what else I was going to ask where the, the elephant it's not in the room because everyone's talking about it. Yeah. The Cam Smith scenario. Uh, obviously that's not news that, uh, everyone's taking odds on what's unbackable odds that cam Smith will, some, some stage depart to, uh, live. Um, everyone's got their own thoughts about that. Um, you know, let's not labor on that. Whatever cam Smith wants to do, cam Smith will do. Yeah. Uh, but, you know there was a rules in broglio uh, involving cam smith um yeah Shane blake he's doing his asian tour duties we could have asked him about it he might, might he might have commented in the he disc- did he, he did. did in discord yep he did um you've read that um but you know oh, jeepers. i know how i feel about it i think it's pretty pretty harsh to ring the bloke the next morning and you know say that you're getting a two shot penalty because of that. Um, yeah. But then I think the rules are the rules, but you know, it's just weird. It's just weird it's a, behavior. So
1: Blakey's note was if you take a drop from a penalty area, it must not be played from the same penalty area. And because he's dropped it on the line, that's what he's done. Um, it is weird, right? There's no, 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 nothing else like this happens, right? And nothing. I mean, so, maybe horse racing. Horse racing, if a horse tests positive, I think that they can maybe take price money off it, but. Uh, uh, it's not like an AFL game where they figure out, you know, the game's over and they figure out on a. At one point, there was 20 on the field and not
0: 18. And oh, so, ah, well. Has there been any insinuation that Cameron Smith did the wrong thing knowingly by doing that? No, he's made no. a mistake. Right. Yeah, you
1: know, he just did a mistake. It wasn't a. Uh, and he, quite rightly, I don't think he, he even argued it. He said, no, you're right, I've made a mistake. And that was that. He wasn't fussed about it. Yep. You know, he wasn't rapped, but he wasn't fast. Um, yeah, from more reports, the uh, there was a rules official had gone home that night, back to his hotel or his house or wherever he'd been, and was watching the coverage and saw it and went, hmm, something's not right here. And then they reported it the next day, and basically, yeah, they pulled Cam aside around before he's round and said, "We're penalising you two shots." Um, it's it's a tricky one. I think that at the end of the day there would be a rules official nearly with every other group and Blakey, Blakey would know the answer to that. Um, I think once a card's signed, it's over. I don't I don't know how you can go back and retrospect, retrospectively go and do that unless you're literally going back and watching every single person's shot recorded and assuming that it was all correct and, and basically overhauling and, and double-checking it. You can't just sort of pick and choose. But, um, yeah, so at we the don't, end of the day. We don't, know,
0: yeah. we don't know if there was a rules official there. On the spot, you know, that was one of those... Don't s- know. Don't know? Don't know. Yeah, okay. don't know. So no, someone, don't know. I think someone did tell me that there was a rules official there and they had indicated it was back in play. I don't know if that's the case or not, but, you know, you would assume that there's a rules official oh. with every group. Yeah, I didn't hear that. No, yeah. be, I mean,
1: being that he's taken a drop and then they've said, yep, yeah, you're good to go and he's yeah. gone. No, I didn't hear that. I, I just, I quite wrongly possibly have assumed that He's basically just done what he would normally do, and he's taken a drop, taken relief, and these guys do that you know, every other week. And, um, yeah, he's just stuffed up.
0: So then today we hear the news that Cam Smith's withdrawn from the BMW. Yep, hip soreness. Okay.
1: Yeah, probably look at it a little bit different to everyone else. Um, I think a lot of people are concerned that it's because he's, you know, a bit under pressure from all the questions he's getting around Liv i look at it like he's probably taking a week off. He doesn't need to be there. I mean, Sergio, I think, skipped this event a few years back. He's already locked into the Tour Championship. He can't not be playing next week, no yep. matter what. Yep. So take a week off. Realistically, he's got President's Cup coming up. And to be honest, he's got probably three live events coming up. So why not take the week off?
0: Okay. It doesn't um, affect. The, so he plays, obviously, the Tour Championship. Who's that? Eastlake? Still at East Lake? East Lake, yeah, next week. So
1: no matter what, only top thirty go through and he can't get knocked out of the top thirty. It might it might change his seeding depending on who wins. Yep. But I don't think it would change drastically. And I mean if he's I don't know where he's ranked now, might be ranked two or three. He might go to five or six. I
0: don't, I don't think it's gonna so play in, well enough he can win. In what, you know, Rocket, if he was here would refer to as the net club championship when they get to Eastlake, Yeah. You know, if he goes from two or three to five or six in the ranking. Yep. That's going to mean that he starts what how many behind? Oh, I can't remember now. Yeah. I can't but, I think the leader might start on what 10? Yep. I don't know. So he'll start yeah. like four or five behind. Uh, yeah, I don't know exactly, but he won't start he he has he, he's effectively giving himself somewhat of a penalty by taking the week off. He yeah, he is.
1: So I'm just looking at his his numbers now. So he's ranked number 2 in the FedEx through till last week, yeah. So he's number 2, right? He's only played sixteen events. He's only twelve hundred points behind Scheffler. Now, from what I, the way that I look at this, I can't imagine that he's going to fall any further than say third or fourth. So he might be giving up one or two shots mm. at worst on the leader. But no matter what, the, even if he doesn't win, there's still a fair bit of coin to finish second or third. So yep. um, yeah, yeah. And if I've just signed for 140 million Aussie, I don't know that I'll be too stressed. <laughs> That's me.
0: You know, there's so many, so many different opinions on on Cam Smith and the reasons why he should, why he shouldn't, you know, stay on the PGA Tour. Why he's got every right to go and do what he wants to do on Live Tour, whatever. You know, it's it's hard to, yeah, you know, when he says himself, you know, I don't play golf for money, but everything <laughs> everything's pointing towards, you know. Yeah. Know, what's your pointing toward doing it for money? Well he is. At the end of the
1: day, he is. So but it's um I think he's he's not lying, but he's not telling the whole truth, in my opinion, right? He doesn't play golf for money. He plays golf because he loves it. And yeah. he does. He he absolutely loves it. That's why he gets out of bed. And if he was on holidays, he'd still be playing golf. Yeah. So he's not lying. But he's also gonna take a truckload of cash to go and play golf in another series of tournaments. So, yes, he's not playing golf for the money, but he's going to dictate where he plays golf for the money. Hmm. So, um, and that's fine. Uh, Look, the politics aside, again, I I know I keep saying that every time we talk about it, it is what it is. Uh, Nothing, we are so far past this going away. Um, If he wants to do it and the guys that are going for the money, I completely understand the part that I don't understand. I do understand why they want to come back and play, play PGA Tour events, but I don't think they should. They go and do whatever you want to do, but you can't play PGA Tour anymore. And if you do want to come back one day, that's cool, but you got to come back via the Corn Fairy Tour the same, everyone else, the same way everyone else does. Yeah. Well, you
0: know, that is the the unknown. Uh, we don't know how that's going to play out. You know, how how how, what, and when, you know, if any of the people that are doing, you know, live, will end up back, playing on the PGA Tour we're not sure what uh, they're thinking we saw a little bit of a snippet of that this week with that um, yeah the case for yeah. Swofford, um the restraining order restraining yeah. order restri- um, trying to get uh, a restraint on the restriction of who was it Hudson Swafford, um, Matt, Matt Jones Matt Jones
1: and um, I never remember the third player
0: nah can't remember. I always want to go to DJ Trahan but obviously not DJ Trahan but it's a name no. like that what's his name yeah um no, we should remember. know. Uh, it's one of the other ones, not one of the big ones, but one of the other guys. No, that, um, no. What's his name? Uh, I can't remember. <laughs> it's no, going, it's, it's a, going to um, bug me now. Uh, yeah, but that that was obviously upheld in whatever yep. court in, in California, in San Francisco, yeah, northern, um, northern California. Um, obviously, as everyone will know, the uh, PGA Tour representatives were extremely well prepared. The uh, Live Golf uh, representatives seemed to be extremely not well prepared, so.
1: Um, yeah, I've only heard the snippets and the review from the no lay up guys and bits and pieces, but um, yeah, look, it's a, it's 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 look, it's an interesting argument. I mean, the, the, effectively, the argument is that you're, there's a restraint of trade, and these guys, you know, are, are being missing out on money. But in the same breath, saying yeah, but they've also signed on for you know millions to go and do this instead. So, it's like, well, that's not really a restraint of trade. So, um. Yeah, I, I think it's. I think it was good that it was upheld, and I think that the whole rationale behind it is that effectively, by ruling any other way, would make things quite difficult for everyone down the track. So it was just easier to go this way, no matter what happened. So, um, yeah, look, I, I don't know. I don't. I don't. I don't. I just don't. As an example for someone like Matt Jones, and I'll use him as the example of that one of that set of three guys. It you you know what's going to happen when you go. You're going to get paid a truckload of money to go. So go. Don't. I, I I just don't understand why you want to come back, finish outside the cut last week and get nothing. Maybe scrape into the top 70 this week and get some sort of money for one week's work and then nothing qu- close to what you would have been getting to, to go to live and then not make it to a championship. Like, why bother? Hmm. That's silly.
0: Uh, the other uh, live discussion. Uh, probably needs to be um, or become a greater topic of conversation as Live in Australia. Some rumourings, murmurings this week that uh, Shark and his team or a team from Live have been in the country scoping out venues for a potential uh, April Live tournament. Mm. You thoughts on on that? Um, yeah, I'd
1: heard the rumours about there being a Live tournament um, definitely, and then two other Asian tour. Sort of events, we'll call them, that are going to be sort of co-sanctioned. As I keep saying, I find it extremely weird that probably the two biggest events we have in Australia and golf outside of the Australian PGA and the Australian Open don't have anything tied down yet in the in the Vic Open and the New South Wales Open. They're both sitting as TBC.
0: Um, So when, when just to clarify, so for yeah those that aren't as close to some of the the PGA tour the Australian um, tour of summer of golf i think it's now uh, coined hmm. uh the calendar is out uh yep. starts in october finishes october. in march yep uh and there are two big events which uh, two tbc now we, we know the vic open happens in february it's like the first second week of february we know that it's at 13th beach up until Last year, you know, in the previous years, it had a LET LPGA for the women and a European Tour co-sanctioning. Um, it's a fairly big thing. Um, but to have that tournament published with a TBC assigned it, Mike is mm. saying that is that going to be one of the events that's going to be partnered with uh, the Asian Tour? Is the New South Wales Open in the same category? It's a fairly big event in New South Wales um, in its own right. Yeah, New um, New South Wales sits outside of Golf Australia's uh, umbrella, I uh, I guess you would call it. You know, like uh, Golf Australia or whatever. Mm. uh, One Golf, I think it is now. You know, that's the PGA Tour and uh, what we know as Golf Australia in the One Australian Golf Center down there at Sandringham. You know, operating as a sort of united venture or united front of Australian golf or Golf New South Wales, Um, New South Wales Golf. Isn't part of one golf. Um, they, right. never, they never joined that, so they do their own thing um, anyway. And you know, probably pricing up very simply, but you know, there's a whole heap of um, unanswered questions around that. Uh, those two events being noted as TBC. Well, the the
1: original list of events that came out, as you said, had the Vic Open sitting in the sixth to the twelfth of Feb. Um, Vic Open TBA course and TBA how much money it's played for. Right, that's what they've got on, on the original list they sent out. Now, just before we chimed in tonight, I've gone to pga.au website to look at what anything updated. And it's been updated, it's not there. It's it's completely removed from the website now. So, effectively, it goes from the 2nd to the 5th of Feb at the TPS, the Murray River, for the Honor of Jared Lyle event. And then the next event after that's the 16th at the, the TPS in Sydney. So, there's a weekend there in the middle that would have had the Vic open. It's not even on the website anymore. So, I, I, like I said, I could be barking up the wrong tree here, but something just doesn't look right. And it's been quite a long time that we've been talking about this in the fact that it's the biggest event and it's not even – there's nothing even here around a course. Like, we assume it's at 13th Beach, but I don't know how on earth you would have, with all due respect to the Gippsland Super 6, Warragul Golf Club, the date, who won it last year, the prize money is all here. But there's nothing about the Vic Open. Yeah. And some is,
0: not. Some is not, not quite quite right. We'll give the webmaster the benefit of the doubt that he might have made, been making a change and hasn't republished it or something. But yeah, yeah. Um, until, until that gets clarified, uh, we'll wait and see. It's an unanswered question. Uh, maybe if you do have an answer, you might want to let us know. Um, you can do that via the Discord. You can do it via Instagram. You can do it via YouTube. Uh, any way you want. Um, what else, Mike? Uh... Well, before we
1: leave the uh, PGA Tour, you need to go. We need to go quickly. Go through the tips. I know you don't want to because nice. you did forget getting on a plane So put your tips in. Embar- and embarrassing. Uh, embarrassing. Rocket may or may not have turned up tonight because he picked Hideki Matsuyama, who withdrew. He a bit, bit unlucky there. So he got no dollars as well. Uh, but up the pointy end, nobody had Willie Z, which is not surprising because effectively. A lot of people would have used him earlier in the year. But a truckload of people had a T5 finish and and earned themselves $480,000 towards their totals. Um, Now, there's a few that had John Rahm, which is AB had John Rahm, Putterface had John Rahm, uh, Loader, Jared Lodes had John Rahm, Pultz had John Rahm, and I had John Rahm. Tony Finau was picked by the Doctor. He's the only one who had Tony Finau left. I've got him this week, um, and then Matt Fitzpatrick, golfing tattooers had, fit, uh, had Fitzy Public Golf, Michael Lloyd. Gee, Michael Lloyd's going to be hard to catch. Um, and that that were they were all the people that had a T five finish, and the overall leaderboard: Michael Lloyd at twelve point eight million, sitting in first position with two two tournaments to go. Nomadic golfer, eleven point five, rounded uh, three puddle die eleven point two. The Doctor at about. Twenty grand below, fifty grand below, eleven million at ten point nine five,
0: and then myself at ten point four. And now I'm going to scroll down and find you guys. Oh, I'm five million. I haven't moved in. I haven't moved the needle in a weeks. Uh, uh, yeah, no, it was no good. Uh, it was terrible timing to you know jump on a plane like it was bad management. Yeah. Bad management on my my part to you know be leaving. Um, you know Scotland's busiest airport. You know they had three teams flying off, two teams flying off to Europe, you know, every mad Dundee football fan was <laughs> on the way to um, AZ Alkmaar to get spanked 7-0. Uh, the the place was he- heaving with Dundonians and a few uh, Rangers fans and all the people leaving Scotland as I was. Um, it was pretty easy that I was going to forget to put my tips in, but I... Well, don't forget this way. Make no. sure you put them in. Uh, theoretically, you know the dollars on, on hand. You know, if... Michael Lloyd picks two duds, yep, and I pick two winners in the final two events. Can I still win?
1: No, oh. okay. I think the two winners, the the two winners, you ballpark looking at about four mil. Okay, he's on rough, rough, rough.
0: So not even, yeah. not even for you know, you win East Lake, you win the whole thing. You, you know, the, I won't, I won't get ten mil for that.
1: No, I don't think they. No, they don't count the fifteen million dollar bonus or whatever it is in your dollars and cents. That'll be. That'd be too easy because okay. I've still got Scotty Scheffler. I've saved him for that event. So it'll be much easier. I think I've saved John Rahm. Yep. I used him this week. I, 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 I'm i happy that he ran home into fifth because he wasn't looking too good th- through two rounds. Um, but I've saved Tony Fee now for this week. And I'm not, he's playing good golf, but I don't know that this course sets up perfect, but I could be wrong. Um, and then, yeah, I'm going to take the bloke who's going to start way, way ahead. Uh, Scotty Sheffler in the final round. Well, assuming this week goes as is.
0: Okay, uh, I know I've got uh, John Rahm still to pick, but I wouldn't have one clue. <laughs> so as you, uh, maybe a reason why I'm sitting at five million uh, nowhere. I don't know who I've got to. Vote. Oh, I'll find someone in the data, like when when I
1: give you the next um, tournament, and, and a little bit in the BMW, and you can find someone who's still got.
0: Yeah, I went with the data like I cut the last hit with Billy Horschel. Uh He got me something. He wasn't nothing, but oh, it, no, yeah. no good. And uh who else did I go with? Uh Kevin Kissner. I went with Kevin Kissner straight from the lake. Yeah, he yeah. didn't help me either. Nah, he didn't get me anywhere. Uh, oh well, we'll see. Um it's, it's certainly been fun. It's certainly kept my uh interest and knowledge a little bit higher than than maybe I thought it might have been. Um, nah, next year we'll do it. Um and
1: we've got to um yeah, we'll we'll figure it out all again next year. And uh, we've had some requests come through to try and um build in some LPGA events and maybe some Euro events and Maybe we can get a little hybrid going of the biggest events rather than just the PGA
0: Tour. Uh, Certainly for Michael, who uh, puts it all together at um, uh, Aussie Golfer. Um, Mm. I'm not sure what his plans are, but I'm sure he'd be happy with the amount of people that are uh, in the uh, various competitions in Teepster. Um, Yeah, I'd love to. Wouldn't it be great to be able to have our own? Yeah. Uh, Anyway. Um, Cool. Well, what else? Uh, We had a a top Scott. We had a top Scott.
1: We did have a top scott. We did have a top scott, which is good because uh, people that listen to last week's podcast would be very very happy because, um, yeah, we talked about we talked about you and McGreg- Ferguson, you and McGregor, you and Ferguson, and we said, uh, yeah, he he was playing so well at the Kazoo, and he's someone to keep an eye on, and I'll be keeping a, a close eye on him in the next few weeks, and then Kapow comes out the next week and wins, which is good, um. And for followers of the Data Lake or the Twitter account anyway, they would have been pretty happy because I only gave them three names and two of them finished first and second, Ewan Ferguson and Connor Syme, two Scots. So um, that was good. It was a very, very easy weekend for me. I um, yeah, I went to bed on Sunday night, quite comfortable in the fact that I was going to wake up with some
0: winnings on uh, on Monday morning. Did we, uh, someone asked me uh, recently, I can't remember who it was, but they said, oh, What's the go with the the tipping and the betting and you know winning a min woo and I tried to explain it and I could see the yep. eyes rolling and I like, right I think I get it. I said, um, did you? many um, but many, people, many people do understand when we say you know I won half a min woo yeah, that it equates yeah. to. Did you win enough? Enough. <laughs> it, it was a um, it was a good week
1: because um, well I'd bet on New and Ferguson, and i bet on will Zalatoris. so all combined um yeah it was well on the way or well, you know close enough to a minwoo but for my punters club i bet on will Zalatoris. so they were very happy as well they won a half a minwoo just for themselves so okay they were very happy with me um on monday and they got a blow by blow um account of what was happening in the in the playoff so yeah that was good on monday morning but well, no, I was. I didn't watch too much of the event. The 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 IPS hander World Invitation. I didn't watch too much of it. I don't know, it was the event they've got now with the women and the men playing playing. And yeah, I just didn't get to
0: watch too much of it at all. Did you watch any of it? You, uh you, a, a little bit. Uh, yeah, a little bit. My circadian rhythm set for about four a.m. Like four a.m. Yeah. at the moment. Yeah, I got home on Saturday. Uh, it's now Tuesday. Uh, yeah, I'm alive at the moment. Uh, and I'll probably will be until about 4am. Um, but yeah, four o'clock tomorrow afternoon, I'll be wanting to snooze off. So anyway, it's just taking a bit of adjustment and trying to get a bit of melatonin. And there hasn't been a lot of sun. Um, but Mm. big problems. Um, you know, that's what happens when you go on the big trips. I'm not complaining. Uh, any questions, any follow up questions around, uh, Scotland? Um, I just, if you're looking at the hat, it's a beautiful hat. Um, it's not a mile. Link's Link's diary. Uh, Caught up with Jamie Darling, who is a guest, two time guest of the podcast um, and a great man. Uh, he took me to his home club, Atlantic GC, Atlantic Golf Club, which is, I would call it, I was going to call it a heathland lynx, an inland lynx, uh, very lynxy, um, a heathland lynx, but I'm going to call it a heatherland lynx. So I've got a couple of pictures there and it's just the heather in Scotland, uh, that purple heather, you know, that purple topped sort of heathy plant. Beautiful. Um, separating the holes. It's just absolutely beautiful. Uh, he took me there with um, uh, a colleague of his, Alan Minto. Now, Jamie Darling and Alan Minto are two of the powerhouses of Scottish golf uh, promotion, both of all in in you know, supporting the growth of uh, and the interest in golf in Scotland. Jamie with his interest in the Lynx Diary, um, and together with Alan uh, at the website. Um, Scotland where golf began. That's Scotland where golf began. So, you know, if you want to see some of their great content, they produce a heap of great video style content. Um, they use the Cookie Jar Golf guys. They use uh, Ollie Allison, who's a great videographer from the north of England. And they've got the ferry trail. That's all based around trails. So, various trails that you can take when you go and visit Scotland. So, ferry golf. You heard me talk about jumping on a ferry and going out to the Isle of Arran and all of uh, you know the ferries that go from Oban out to Olay and Mole of Kintyre and wherever. You can go and play golf out there. So they've got a video on that. They've got um, one around road, one around the city, one around, yeah, they've got all this great video content, where golf Scotland Where Golf Began, they've also got a 1457 podcast, Alan and Jamie are the guys behind that. Jamie gave me a gift of uh, Link's Diary Hat, which I love, and um, he also gave me... Uh, volume four of the Lynx Diary. So there it is. You can go and buy that. It costs you about? You you've got one. How much does it cost to once it gets shipped? It costs about forty bucks, fifty bucks, forty bucks, something like that. Yeah, 30, not even 30, that. Thirty I, bucks. I reckon it was only
1: thirty bucks.
0: Yeah. yeah. So you know, it's a keeper. It's not like a uh, it's a magazine that you'll keep there and you'll you know mm. peel through every a couple of pages and you'll have it forever. It's one of those collectible type magazines. It's a beautiful magazine. Great, it's for, a beautiful so, magazine. Yeah, great photography, great words, and you know the four guys that I've met, two of them personally. Uh, one of them including uh, the young chap uh, that does our logo over there. You can see the logo on the stickers and all that. Um, yeah, great guys. Anyway, any other questions from Scotland? Blanick GC, that's where I played. Really good. No, I didn't have any questions from Scotland. We do have. We
1: did have a handful of um, questions that we need to go through at some point, but no, we didn't. I we didn't we should have got we should have asked the um guys to send any questions through for you maybe that can be next week they can send through anyone that's listening that has a question for us for the for the for the podcast you can answer them okay all uh, the, the discord anyone can ask them in there
0: uh, the big it's question now, the, big, the big question i've got is um the, <laughs> i've had some questions are you back yet yes i'm back <laughs> <laughs> uh, are you coming back? That was another question that I got. Yes, I am coming back and obviously I am back. People thought that I looked like I was having a lot of fun um, mm. and might not have wanted to have come back. Well, there's probably the truth to that. Uh, when am I going back? <laughs> not soon enough. Um, would like to get, we'll be going back uh, hopefully sooner rather than later but, uh, you know, Jeepers. There's just so much to, you know, with that interest that I've got in trying to fly a drone and do some video and take photos and play golf and meet people. There's just, so much more. Um, one of the stories that we will share when he when he comes back. Now you, you think I was gone for a, you know four weeks, a long time, longest holiday time I've ever been away. Golfer's journey. Uh, that Instagram handle. Um, uh, Brendan, who from Gimpy. Uh, Brendan and I met when he came down for the Presidents Cup. Uh, we played at PK with uh, Brendan and a couple of his mates, and he came into the store and spent a thousand bucks on. Big swing golf and drinking beers like every good Queenslander does. Uh, Had a great time in Melbourne. Went to the Presidents Cup. Brendan's been in Ireland and Scotland for about eight weeks in total. He's he's still there, and uh, we sort of crisscrossed. We bumped into each other at the Open. Um, He's played some golf. Like you know, he's he's been to St Patrick's Links. You know, that's the big one that jumped into the world top one hundred. You can see Eric Anders' lanes video that's just come out um, on Scratch TV. What's it called Inventions in Golf, so you know, St. Patrick's Links, he's done that. Eric also goes to Critch Island, which is that little one behind me there, the picture up there. Um, but Brendan went and played Critch, he went and played St. Patrick's, he went and played Narron and Portnoo. Now he's up at uh, Narran and Dun- Naren and Dunbar um, up in the north of Scotland. He's been to visit uh, Dornock. Oh, you name know it, he's played there. I think he's in St. Andrews at the moment. We must get Brendan on and talk about all of his travels because mm. uh, he's seen a lot. Yeah, lot. Uh, good for him. Uh, yeah. Discord questions.
1: What do we got? Hit me. Discord questions. So first one, you half answered it. Was from uh, Aussie DB. Did Scheffler purposely purposely walk on Cam's
0: line? Uh, he. Well, the reports would suggest that he didn't walk on the line of his putt. Cam was looking, crouching down at the through line at the time. Uh, What was the other part of the report? That Scheffler was just taking the shortest, most direct route to his ball while Cam was walking down. Maybe the etiquette would suggest that he wouldn't walk across his eyesight, but I think, uh, you know, the glance that Cam looked up at him, I think when you see the fuller vision, it's been blown Mm -hmm. out of the context that it was sort of shot in or taken.
1: I agree. I agree. I I
0: think um, people
1: miss the fact that Scheffler just put one in the water and was a bit filthy, and I I thought – I actually don't know. He might could. Well, I think he, I think at worst, Scheffler thought he was watching, looking at Cam was looking at his putt from the other side of the hole, and he just was in another place. He certainly didn't do it on purpose. He there was no there was no malice in it. it was, it's probably the best way to put it.
0: Yeah, and to back that up, yeah, you know, the vision clearly shows two or three holes later when who uh, Cam did Cam that slam dunk one? Oh, they're high fiving yeah, each other. Yeah, <laughs> just like high fiving each other like their besties. So yeah. Yeah. That no, the media didn't come back and say, Oh, by the way, everything's still good with Cam and Scotty Sheffler, even though he's still going to leave because now no, they're high five. They, no they, they didn't report that. No, no story
1: in that. Mm. Um, I'll give you this one first because it'll be a quick answer because I don't think you're gonna have an answer. But PK wants to know who our pick for the US AM is. Was the US amateurs on this week. Um, um was
0: it the women's the women's am last week and then the, the men's this week, is that right? The men's is this week, yeah. So um for those that aren't across it, I believe it's
1: 36 holes and then they go down to the top 56, is it, and then they play match play. Mm-hmm. Um, there he is. I'm looking at the leaderboard now. 311 players. Um, the person who's at fit, sitting last at the moment is in plus 22 through round one. They shot 91 off the stick. Um, and... The honest answer, PK, is obviously I've got no idea who's going to win this because this is going to be pretty difficult. But here's my guesses for you. I'm only going to give you one name because when I look at the, and this is my theory, when I look at the leaderboard, the people that have played Arcola Country Club yesterday seem to be filtered towards the top, which makes me think that's the easier course between that and Ridgewood. So what I want is someone who's at the top of the leaderboard who played Ridgewood yesterday because that means they're playing the easier course today. And I've through a few of the cards, and the guy that I've come up with is Luke Gifford. I know nothing about Luke, but I look at his scorecard. He can make birdies, and he can make bogeys, and that's for someone that I think might go okay in, in match play. So that's it. That's the my other, pick.
0: The other essential ingredient to being a good match play player if you make birdies, but make bogeys, um, if you're long for T, um, as long as you can roll, roll in a putt occasionally, um, you should go all right.
1: Yeah. Well, he was even, but he's had four birdies and four bogeys, but his, two of his bogeys were 17 and 18. So his games might even get there if they, if they play on that course. Who knows? Nice. Um, but is, um, that's my guess. Is Koala Carl in? it? Is he in the mix? He is. He is. He is. Um, it's funny you should say that because I was running down for any Aussies that are there. Carl vilips is there. T51 at the moment. So close enough to getting in. Um, needs a good second round, realistically. Uh, is there other Aussies there? Yeah, so we've got. a... will run through the Aussies that are on young, the list. Uh, um, Young, fellow of Young, is he in it? Um, got Jack Buchanan, right? Hayden Hopewell and Carl Phillips all sitting at plus two. We've got Connor McKinney at plus three. We've got just looking for a flag. And we're going ways down now uh
0: Harrison Crow plus 8 <laughs> uh, I've got a photo actually um Harrison Crow is the chap speaking very Keane is laying that hit the ball from Oh is that him? Yeah from the Dunvegan over the octoloni's pro shop That's a good swing. Ah uh, it's a good swing. It was a good shot. It hit two of them. I've got I've actually got a photo from the crack the exact spot where he hit it from. I took it yep. the other, I took it the other day.
1: Yes, it is him. That's his photo. So yeah, and look, to be fair, he um he shot four over yesterday. Sorry, shot six over yesterday, and uh, yeah, he's two over today. Current, started
0: on speaking of New South Wales Open, previously he's the current New South Wales Open title holder is Harrison Crow. There you go. I should watch that video. It's quite fun. Bloody Aussie. I was going
1: to say, yeah. W- w- yeah. It, when I saw the video, I didn't realise it. I mean, I knew he was clearly a golfer. He could swing a golf club. But, I mean, he just looked like he was a, out with his mates, which is clearly he was. But, yeah. He's a world Open champion hitting golf balls off pavement. Um, Yes. So, that's 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 my only guess. Luke Gifford. If he wins, PK,
0: you owe me a beer. So, Harvey, you Harvey Young's not in the field? No, he no, have, no other Aussies. Okay, um, he, he might he might still be in the junior category. He might have been the junior Rams. Uh unless go. he's unless he's.
1: Uh, no, I didn't say any any Harvey Young. I think
0: they were all the Aussies that were in there.
1: Obviously, okay. very very heavy on the U.S. contingent. Um, yeah, no, that's that. Okay, Giffo, go Giffo. Oh, last question from the from the. Uh, the Discord channel. Now, this one's going to take a bit of thinking, which is why I left it till last mm. and why I didn't prep you with the questions. Okay. And that's from Blakey. Mm. If you were to create an Asian Pacific major, how do you do it? I.e., where do you start? Is it invite only? And does it stay in the one place? Obviously, majors are about history. So what is the quickest way to create such a rich feeling of a want to win a tournament in today's cash-focused society? You don't. I oh, agree. You can't. You can't do it quickly because that, that history can't be, can't be replicated. It is what it is.
0: Yeah, it's, it's like the PGA Tour. You know, the, uh, what's his name? Davis Love was talking about it the other day. Um, you know, calling the players a major. Fifth major. Yeah. 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 Uh um, no. Yeah. You you can look. In fairness to um, Blakey's question, I think you can see the point why. You know, you would want to create an event in Asia Pacific that is highly desirable uh to to win um the way to do that is money um you know you, you, you the only way to ha- attach any history to it is to you know have issue a trophy that's got significant names on it and there's really yeah. only probably one of those it's the Australian Open trophy yeah exactly
1: is it the stonehaven or Stone- is it yeah the, the Stone- yeah
0: the stonehaven cup um so you know, it's got some of the greatest names in golf on there. There are probably some other, you know, I think some of the Vic, you know, the state opens have great names on them too. If you go back Absolutely. into the history of the the state opens, you know, they were they were desirable events, events. Remember when I was a kid, you know, the Vic Open, the Queensland Open, the New South Wales Open, they were all TV televised um, events, and you know, I would love watching them. So they've got some great names on them as well. But yeah, I don't think that that will happen.
1: No, and I don't. And yeah. to his question around, does it stay in the one place, and where do you start? Like,
0: yeah, you just can't replicate history,
1: and 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 the only way to do something quickly is to try and really get more behind the Australian Open, is it, because the Australian Open is the only one in mm-hmm. the Asia Pacific, yeah. realistically. Yeah. Um, does it stay in the one place? I, I don't. I don't think there is the one place. Because the thing in Australia is, like, realistically, we've got exceptional golf courses everywhere, right? But if you want to say it stays in one place, it, it kind of doesn't doesn't really work here. I don't, I don't know. Like, I, I don't think it, there'd be any benefit to saying, "Oh, the Australian Open's held every
0: year at Royal Melbourne or Kingston Heath or Peninsula Kings." it just doesn't doesn't. Yeah, I, I, there's I no think, benefit to it. Look, I think that part's less relevant because you could put it at any one of the courses that you just mentioned, and it's going to be. Yeah, fantastic. The, the the essential ingredient, even outside of the money, less you know, more less so. You know, the money. It's having someone commit to it, and yeah, obviously the players. But it needs greater commitment than the current Australian bodies can can deliver. They yeah. can commit to it and you know say well, the Australian Open is going to be on every year and we'll have a major naming right sponsor and there'll be plenty of money and we'll do whatever we can to bring the big players. But until a body like the obvious answer is the PGA Tour, say so the Australian Open is a significant event which we are partnering with and if you go and play there and you win, that's yeah. equivalent to winning on the PGA Tour and you'll have status. Mm-hmm. That's the only commitment and we're going to commit to that def- 10 years. Yep. Then, you know, you might see some eyeballs being raised and some, you know, people wanting to play it. Now it makes you know, why why couldn't they? Why can't they? Why wouldn't they do that? You know, it's it's not really conflicting with major events. You know, the start maybe some of the startup events, you know, the Hawaiian swing and the you know that they've got I at the think, start of the yeah. year. There's always there's always a way to fit it in. Yeah. Um, you know, effectively
1: it's just money, at the end of the day and sponsors, I mean we have a literally the week of the open championship have an offside event in the U.S. Like the fact that with that that happens, there's no reason why if there's an event on in the U.S. There couldn't be a, a co a co event here for anyone else that wanted to play and anyone wanted to come down, um, make it special, make it something to it. But yeah, it, it just makes it very it makes it very tricky. And I don't think we've done any. Uh, well, I don't know. Like I've thought, talked talked this before. Like there's a million people in the golf industry that have forgotten more today. Than I know about, yeah. top, right? Which is not a lot, but why on earth have we played the this tournament, this great tournament, for so many years? The Lakes and the the Australian only. What? Why? Why don't we play it at Royal Adelaide? Why don't we play it at in Perth? Why don't we play it in Queensland? Why don't we play it in Melbourne? And this year it's in Melbourne, but yeah, I I don't understand why. What? Why isn't there some sort of rotor that it just travels around?
0: I think the major, you know, because we've got governments that buy events. And, yeah. you know, the events get tendered out. I don't know if they get tendered out. I don't, I don't know the exact process. But, you know, if you're the governing body and one state says we will pay X and the other says we'll pay X and, you know, we'll pay X for five years and we'll have we'll have a sponsor, blah, 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 I think that's the big part of it. And that's probably why it went to Sydney for so long. Um, yeah, I don't know. You know, as you say, I am not the authority and given expert on that, but I, I just know that you know it comes down to money. It's again It does. And look and don't get me wrong, they're great
1: courses, they're central. There's there's a lot of benefits to those courses, but just not every year. Like every yeah. like flicking between I don't know how many years it felt like it was like five or six years in a row. It was like one and then the other. One and the other. Um Yeah, there's so many other courses out here to showcase. I just don't um could have it at Peninsula Kingswood. Yeah, there you go. Could
0: have had it there. Why not? Hmm. Well, we've got to have the President's Cup there first. So, you know, hopefully we can prove that we're worthy of ho- hosting a, a, a tournament there. Um, I think I think you're probably only, my guess would be you're probably six weeks away from finding out. Uh, let's see. But, you know, the same, you know, you talk about golf, um, interesting golf. And, you know, there are, there are things that, about golf that get eyeballs on there great players and great courses and mm-hmm. and a bit of history, you know, and a bit of history and, you know, reason for people to want to see, be, and see and feel and touch it. Um, you know, there's the same in the UK, you know, like you look at the events that are played on the classic golf courses, you know, they're always good ones to watch. Yeah. yeah. You know, there's there's some sentiment over there that there should be, the DP World Tour should have a Lynx golf swing, you mm-hmm. know, play several tournaments in a period of time that just focus in and around links when the weather's great. Because yeah, the, no. like, the players like and playing they, on
1: it. And it's something different, 100%. And, but if you're in Australia, if you live in Perth and you want to go see an Australian Open, you, you've got to travel to the East Coast. Like, wouldn't you think that there's enough people interested in golf in Perth that you could take the tournament there? And certainly enough money there. I just find it, I find it a bit weird that we haven't, Showcase such a massive event to the country. I, I can't even. I mean, I'm, I, again, my memory is not great, but I can't remember. as it when was the last time they would have played a, a Australian Open in Perth? Dunlop maybe. Don't yeah, know. When yeah. would that have been?
0: No, I don't know. I know. I know they had you know, the whatever it was, the Heineken Classic, or you know, over there. Yeah. Yeah. And
1: they and I mean Adelaide. Had, I'm sure I had it at Kuyonga, maybe.
0: Yeah. Um. But well, yeah.
1: I don't know.
0: Look, the heyday of Australian open golf has always been, you know, metropolitan and yeah, you know, same sand, other sandbelt courses. Yep. Um and that's fine. I mean, and like don't get me wrong, it's not about all about
1: oh, we we're lucky we live in one of the greatest golf cities in the world. But it's not all about us either. Like it's literally yeah, you could easily have a road road that just included the Australian the lakes and all five courses in Melbourne, but that doesn't take the golf tournaments to the rest of the rest of the country.
0: Um geez it wasn't that long ago that we were talking about the australian masters and and we'd all get excited for that and and have a look just gone
1: maybe, maybe that's what the new livable will be maybe they bought the rights to the australian masters i think um <laughs> they're up for sale not long ago so i'm sure the shark would love to have the rights to it i think uh img
0: might have had them so well his name's on i'm pretty sure his name's on that trophy a couple of times yeah, a couple uh, of times there, yeah there is there, there is a trophy with significant names on it um Funny. That's an easy
1: way to that's an easy way for uh for him to get his history pretty quickly of yeah. an Asian Asian event. Oh, the Australian Masters is back, it's in Sydney and um it's now a live event. Done. Well I'm, put it at Huntingdale, you know, like have keep it at Huntingdale. Oh, I think they're about to reno, but yeah, it wouldn't it wouldn't nothing would shock me. Mm. Back to the
0: future. Yeah, dunno. Okay. Uh, Good sorry, question, Blake. though. Sorry, Blakey, Blakey? I'm, I'm not sure that answers the question. Uh, nah, you can't buy you can't buy history. You, can't buy history. Nah. Um, you know, can you buy an event? Yes. Yeah. You know, what's going to make it sustainable? That's people, the various bodies and people committing to it. We can't uh, give Blakey too much information. here. and no He's on the he's on the lead payroll. <laughs> you don't know where he's going. Black, black band, black band, Blakey. Oh, deepest. He's uh, he's refereeing at the Asian Tour. Um, he definitely refereed last weekend. I'm not sure if he's going to Korea to referee. I tried to ring him today. Um, yeah, but he's he having, is, fun. He is. having fun. Having um, fun. He's living his dream. He's doing. He's getting opportunities now to do the things that in his previous uh, employment in one of the uh, governing bodies he wasn't getting the opportunities for. That's what happens. If the good people don't get opportunities, they leave. He left. He's getting opportunities to go and you know rub shoulders and you know tell people to. Take the correct drops and helping them make the uh, right rules decisions on some big stages. Arguably, one of the biggest stages at the moment He's refereed at Live. Only the one event. Um, who knows what will happen in the future with Blakey, But there you go.
1: Well, he put Patrick Reed on the clock this week, didn't he? He was telling us, and he was he was there when Patrick Reed made his hole-in-one. Oh right. He was the one person behind the behind the uh, green. There was no one there when he took a photo and Patrick's pulling the the uh, ball out of the hole. It's all. All the things that Discord can give you if you join the Discord channel, which is all free to do, you can see all of us talking,
0: talking to Blakey while he's telling Patrick Reed he's on the clock. <laughs> I clearly haven't been in it this week while I've been uh, travelling in jet lay because I didn't, I didn't get that. Uh, good on you, Blakey. Um, I was going to say something else about Blakey. Uh, I think that's why he is a popular choice, and there's been, you know. Once he got the opportunities, or, or made it known that he was open for opportunities to go and referee in tournaments internationally, um, I think that's why they like him because he's not afraid to put the big names on the clock. You know, he just mm. you know, he's just a, a, a knockabout Kiwi. And says, mate, if you if you if you're slow, you're slow, yeah. and you know.
1: No, I'm, that's good. I'm, pre-
0: I'm pretty sure that there's some referees out there that uh haven't put Patrick Reed on the clock when Patrick Reed needed to be on the clock. You know, some of the big yeah. big tall referees that have probably given Mr. Reed a little bit of leeway because you know, of his station in the of game. Of course. Of course.
1: Well, if he's if he's if he's um working this week in Korea, he's gonna have to keep his P's and Q's together, I think, because I had a look through the starters the other, uh, this afternoon and the tournament invitations, number one inv- invite, number two invite are both AMs. They're both from Saudi Arabia, which is not surprising with the way um, Liv's tying in, and then so is the fourth. So three three of the top four people that are on the tournament invites are from Saudi So um, and Chase Kepka. So he'd want to be careful. He wouldn't put anyone on the clock. He might get himself in the strike.
0: Uh, speaking about Patrick Reed. I could be wrong, but when I was listening to Davis Love talking about the PGA Tour players that have gone to live, mm. he actually mentioned that some of the players that have left have, have had rules discretions in the past. Have, you know, not true, you know, like I can't remember the exact words, but mm. basically said that they, um, some have gone, a couple have gone that have had, you know, not been so good with the rules, um, <laughs> which, which yeah. I, I thought that was interesting. Go and listen to us on the laying up. It's a Davis Love it, interview. It's pretty good. Patty's uh He's been in a bit of strife,
1: yeah. Over over the years, he's had a, he had a very uh, rich history. Well, that's that's a known, yeah. Yeah. Um. Now, quickly, next week on the PJ tour, just for people that are paying attention to the second, the penultimate event, I should say, second last event. Um, they're playing in uh, Wilmington Country Club in Delaware. Uh, no, they've never played here before. No one's ever played here before. No, no, no PGA no PJ event here before, so there's no history. Just having a look at the course, looks like it is going to be very similar to this week, at the FedEx St. Jude, um, rough, tight, just you want to keep it in the fairway, and it looks a bit long, but it also looks like some pretty big green, so you want to be making sure that the putter is working. Um, it's very much all those courses over there look a bit similar, you know, tree-lined, very green, uh, housing estate surrounding them. I don't know, not, not really my speed.
0: Where, where, um, excuse my ignorance. Where is Wilmington? Delaware. Where's Del- where in Delaware. Where's Delaware? Uh, I, off the top of my head,
1: I'm guessing, but I think it's up northeast. Right. It could be very wrong there. So if someone, someone phone in and tell me. Um, no, I'll tell you, I'll look it up now. That's a question for Scott Carter. Yeah, he would know. Um, Delaware is yeah it's northeast so just uh, between Washington, New Jersey, Maryland, Philly, Philly up there. marker okay. yep. Um, it's uh, yeah so it's a bit hard to figure out this week, but the lake is still the lake. You can't you can't dodge it. So effectively, what we've got is only seventy players heading through, um, and then obviously with um a couple not playing, one being Mr. Cameron Smith. Um, yeah, it's a bit tricky. So, at the top of the list, I'm not going to give you a 15 this week. I'm going to cut it in half because we're going to cut it in half because we're only playing half the people playing. So, I'm only going to give you eight names. Jesus, not a lot of value here. Matt Fitzpatrick, Sung Im, Corey Connors, Colin Morikawa, Victor Hovland, Xander Shoffley, John Rahm, and Patrick Cantlay. It's a very, very solid field uh, with a lot of cream coming in. My three that I'll be following this week are three of those top four. So, Morikawa, but... Morikawa is probably my third, and then uh, Matt Fitzpatrick's my number one, and Sung James in the middle. So they'll be the people I'll be looking at the most. If you've got those in your picks still
0: left, could be the ones. I can't tell you how they've gone here before because they've never been here. I may have Morikawa. I definitely don't have Sung Jae, and I definitely don't have Fitz Magic.
1: Well, Colin, Colin played well last week. Um, yeah, he's yeah i feel like he's getting his game back him and him and him and um john rahm had good weekends i was I was pretty impressed with them rory's back have you got rory
0: i think I, I think i might have rory
1: yeah rory said he took some time off uh didn't go to the gym didn't play golf and didn't eat a vegetable whereas it was his quote um and then i'm sure <laughs> I mean, yeah, he's the size of a house i'm sure he would have um he
0: would have been in the gym for the next three days doing more work than i've done in three years Okay, I played some golf but uh I I did I didn't achieve two of those things either in Scotland myself. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't eat a vegetable, there's plenty of yellow pub ate plenty of yellow food, yellow food, cheaper sweepers. Yeah, uh, uh, oh, please give me some more. Really? But when there's a chippy at every every corner, like you know uh, yeah. you know, Scotland and the UK are famous for having pubs, you know, a lot of pubs on every corner, you know, local it's a local tradition to have a pub there and, and they're quite close together. Uh, well, near every pub is a chip shop and you know, fish and chips from a UK fish and chip shop with chippy sauce. Um, it's a weird brown concoction. that looks like gravy, but it tastes more like vinegar, but it's a sauce-like consistency. You can quickly get addicted to that, Shazen.
1: Yeah, I could do that. I, I, my wife would be
0: the same. She's a,
1: she
0: loves chips.
1: Um, I can tell you that Blakey is definitely in Korea because he's just messaging me, messaging the, the group about Koreans loving their golf. So he must be over there at the moment.
0: Oh, shout out to Blakey all the way in Korea. Anyung Aseo, Gwenshan and Kanyung. If you know Korean, you will know that all of those words that I just <laughs> said put together make no sense. But they are all individual meanings of uh, the sum total of the Korean that I know. I was about to say. If you know Korean, then you all know that none of that <laughs> made sense, and my my pronunciation was horrendous. No, my pronunciation is on point, <laughs> uh, except when I talk to a Korean. They go, I go, oh, how was that? All right. All right. And I think, uh, I think, what I said uh, That means like so so, I think, um, or it might be Uh One of those two mean like no, it's okay. And quite often I use them in the wrong way around, and you should, yeah. see, you should see the looks that I get. It's <laughs> it's embarrassing, but it's Personally, for me, it's quite funny. It makes me make, makes me laugh. Cozy, cozy. That's what you say. Cozy, cozy. What's that? So, so. I'm good. Okay. Uh, did I tell you that my mother-in-law's addicted to Korean TV? Addicted to Korean TV? Where did she watch that? In Well,
1: in Scotland. Oh. I was going to say, we don't have any Korean TV here, do we? No.
0: Yeah, uh, you do on pay. Yeah, you can. Yeah, you can get it on whatever. I that. like Korean food. I like Korean chicken. Mate. <sighs> My, my my mother-in-law and sister in law are just addicted to Korean TV. So yeah, like right. every every time I come home, they'd be watching Korean TV in subtitles. Yeah, wow. they loved, they loved it. It was bizarre. It that is a bizarre. It'd
1: be a bizarre TV show, I'm sure.
0: Uh, it's, it looked quite good. It's beautifully fi- beautiful people, beautifully filmed, yep. all that sort of thing. I read a little bit of the storylines. It just it was like a a soap, and you know, beautiful stories, you know, aren't harmless sort of stuff. But they they just loved it. I couldn't believe it. Yeah. Uh, anyway, right. so I'd walk around. Neighbours, the house. Neighbours is over. You, needless to say, uh, talking about Blakey in Korea and the three words that I know, Gwenchano, Kanyangdeo, and anyeonghia uh, uh I was walking around the house saying that a lot because I'd hear it on the TV and I'd go, Anyeonghia-seo. And uh, my mother-in-law would give me a filthy look. Don't interrupt <laughs> my Korean TV. <laughs> oh, dear. Uh, that seo I think that means goodbye and... And young aseo means hello, or one of the two, other way around. There you go. Aseo. Yeah. Okay. If you're in Korea listening, uh, Aseo. <laughs> yeah. That's it. Uh, uh, that's all I
1: understood. The whole podcast. That was it.
0: <laughs> are we done, Mike?
1: We're done. Yeah. The only other thing that's on this week's oh. Corn Ferry first event for the their playoff. So, um, yeah, the twenty-five got through. Now they give out 25 more cards to the guys that perform the rest from here on out, and uh, all the guys that have been dropped down from the 125 to the 200 or 126 to 200, including Austin Smotherman, (laughs) with their
0: uh, now on trying to get their cards back. Smotherman. Uh, Congratulations to all the players that got issued cards after the completion of the uh, regular tour season. I did have a brain bomb there before when we were talking about uh, the different, you know, the away event pga tour that could be maybe given to australia Mm, yeah and sorry for bringing it back up but it's come Mm -hmm. back to my mind as we close off you know how i often talk about analogies with other sports formula one you know i like to use formula one as the benchmark of you know you're allowed to change rules and do different things and you know to make the product better i've used uh when i've talked about live or talked about how the pga tour could adopt a team's based system i've used football as a soccer as a as a thing um why couldn't, you know, the Champions League or the European uh, Cup, so my team uh, and a lot of the Scottish teams, which is a, a second sort of status tour, doesn't have the same sort of ranking. So if you mm. finish sort of second in the Scottish Premiership, you get points. You don't automatically go into the European Cup. Or if you finish second or third in the um, EPL, you don't automatically go into the Champions League. But you yep. might go into a playoff system. You could have a series of events like that. Around the world, or in Australia, where if you win one, okay, you don't go into the PGA Tour, but you might go into like yep. the playoffs for Corn Ferry Tour. You might yep. earn a spot in the in the thing. They could do that. Yeah. Uh, anyway, uh, I don't last mind thing, that. Yeah, that would give some currency to want people to come and turn up and play and get a chance to you know, geez, if 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 young fellows are prepared to jump on a plane and fly across to. Great Britain to play in one open qualifier in amongst 180 people for three spots, you think, yeah. they, you think they're going to turn up for an event in Australia where they can get the chance to go and play in something like that? Of course they are. Um, and they're going to come from other parts of the world too. Uh, and they probably get a spot in the open because, the top couple probably get in. 100%. Um, final bit of unrelated, it's a personal matter for me, Good luck to Lachlan Flanagan, Lockie Flanagan. You can find him on Twitter at Lockie Flanagan. Uh, He is the real media driving force of this family. He has followed in his grandfather's footsteps into uh, football as a career. He is a fine young commentator in his own right. I remember the first night uh, we were driving in to watch uh, Melbourne City. We were talking about doing a podcast. I said, you should do one on Scottish football or whatever. Just do something. You know, we hadn't started this, but he helped me get this up and running. Tomorrow night, he commentates uh, one of the four or five Australia Cup games, uh, which are all being televised on Ten Play. So, if you like football and you want to see um, the Australia Cup round, you can tune into Ten Play. Uh, here is Lucky. Flanagan can ring him now. Actually, funnily enough, uh, com- It's so it's televised football, professional football, Australia Cup. It's like the FFA Cup yeah. for, and he's commentating alongside Andy Harper. Now, Andy, wow. Andy Harper has commentated Australian football yeah. at the highest level for a number of even, years. Even I know that name. Andy Harper joined Lockie Flanagan commentating the Oakley Cannons versus Brisbane City televised on 10 Play. Uh, very proud moment for the Flanagan family and me in particular. Uh, should have led with this rather than leave it to the last one. Probably only three people are going to listen, but <laughs> um, I've done my bit and uh, he's on his way. Yeah. Who knows what it'll lead to, but yeah, he's uh, commentating on the big stage on TV with Andy Harper. Like, it's pretty good. Anyway, now I've only got one question for you. Yeah,
1: why is he calling you at ten to eleven at night?
0: Uh, he, you know, <laughs> he <laughs> operates on the same circadian rhythm. Look That's at me. It. I'm on the. I told you. I I called it earlier on. I'm on the upward yep. spiral. You because um, it's ten to eleven. I'm yeah. He he's just he's a late night operator.
1: That's a little peek behind the curtain for everyone there. This is this is how this is how hard we're
0: working at eleven o'clock at night. Yeah, there you go. Um, All right, we'll see you next week. Thanks for listening and uh, like, share, subscribe, all the wonderful things that will help us uh, keeping this stuff to you. And follow Mike's tips because you might actually win some money. All right, see you then.